I'm Krati Mehra and this is Beyond the Goals podcast. It's my attempt to help you revel in all that life has to offer without pressing pause on your hustle. We learn how to create healthier relationships, a healthier lifestyle, a career that brings us true joy and a life that satisfies us on every level. Forget the conventional ideas of success and happiness because we're going to live a life of value and create an impact that speaks to our place in the world. So let's get started. And welcome back to Beyond the Goals podcast. I'm your host, Krati, and this is episode number 56. And today we are diving deep into steps we can take to stay strong when fear comes knocking. Fear is really the most easily accessed, most deeply wired response. Even people with the most rigid control over their emotions feel fear on an almost regular basis. Consider these scenarios. You start a new relationship, things are going good, and suddenly you're worried that it may not last because perhaps you're not good enough for the other person or you don't have what it takes to sustain a relationship. A promotion that you have wanted for a long time that you have worked really hard for finally happens, but the joy lasts for all of two seconds before imposter syndrome sets in. We build a beautiful vision board with all our most cherished hopes and dreams proudly displayed And it looks great. It's very nice to take in our entire life vision in one simple glance. But then it starts to seem too ambitious. Almost impossible, really. Every failure you've ever had flashes before your eyes. And you feel so inadequate that you just know you don't have what it takes to turn that vision board into reality. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? We've all experienced fear as an almost constant presence in our life. Maybe as inadequacy, uncertainty, self-doubt, even ignorance. It's always lurking. We're always afraid of something or the other. And that wouldn't be such a problem if fear wasn't killing dreams left, right and center. If you and I weren't letting fear dictate our choices and not in the healthiest possible way. Now, see, science tells us that humans are born with only two innate fears. The fear of falling and the fear of loud sounds. Every other fear and anxiety is acquired as we age, as we go through difficult, painful experiences, and instead of embracing those experiences and using them as stepping stones towards greater strength and resilience, we learn to fear them and develop an avoidant relationship with them and all accompanying emotions. Gradually, life becomes all about caution and care, about all that we must avoid in the name of safety. We are careful even in our imagination, Don't aim too high or you'll crash and burn. We pass on that same attitude to our children. Pick a practical career or you won't be a successful adult. We teach them the fear of judgment and ridicule, which leads them to hiding crucial pieces of their identity, damaging them in irrevocable ways. And sure, I get that it can't be helped. Fear is the most fundamental, most basic human response. But it's a response that was meant to help us survive. And what we need to understand is that how fear shows up in our life and how it plays out depends entirely on our perception and our relationship with that fear. It is basically a healthy emotion. To help you with that concept, let me walk you through a few more scenarios. When we travel abroad, we check and double check and triple check our documentation because we're afraid to get into trouble with the authorities. We are afraid to fail, so we study really, really hard for our exam. 
even before a baby is born, pregnant parents read obsessively about raising their kid, about everything that's going to follow from the point the child enters into the world because they want to give their kid the best possible life. What do you think all that is? It's fear making sure that things get done and they get done in the most effective way possible, which is exactly how I want you to treat the fear you experience. Look at it like that um, somewhat adult friend you invite over to help with organizing a party, perhaps. And as soon as they show up, they take over with their obsessive need to get everything perfectly right. And you stand in a corner trying your very best not to throw them down the stairs. But you resist that impulse because you know that when they're done, the place is going to look glorious. The party is going to be a success and you'll get a shit ton of kudos for a job well done. That's exactly how you treat your fear. It's an annoying friend, but it's a friend nonetheless. So you treat them with a healthy dose of respect. It's only here to help. So let's talk about what you can do to cultivate a healthy relationship with fear. Number one thing I will recommend is that you sit with it and give it space, but from a place of power. This is always my number one advice whenever we talk about dealing with difficult emotions. Because if you become habitual of dealing with your emotions in a complete, open, and a welcoming way, they will never get in the way of your progress and growth. But if you avoid it or give into it, especially where fear is concerned, it will keep coming back amplified and giving up will become a way of life for you. So instead of getting paralyzed or trying to avoid fear, let it in. Try to understand the source of your fear. Talk to that inner voice that's holding you back. Try to understand its motivation and what's giving that voice such strength. When you have all that information, the fear will stop feeling like such an alien presence, like an anvil on your chest or a weight around your ankle. It will simply become that voice of caution trying to keep you safe, not to hold you back from your goals, but to send you out prepared and ready for battle, increasing your chances of success. But as you give space and attention to your fear, Do it from a place of power. Don't turn into a victim. Identify it as simply an emotion meant to inform and indicate that you are standing at the cusp of change and growth. Unfamiliar doesn't always mean dangerous. In fact, in this day and age, considering how many resources we have, it simply means an opportunity. And ultimately, the choice rests with you. The fear is coming from a place of caution. It's a friendly presence and what it leads to depends entirely on you. You have all the power here. Next step I would recommend is that you ask yourself two questions. What's the worst that can happen and what's the best that can happen? The worst and best case scenarios. Nothing minimizes fear more effectively than letting your senses drown into the worst that can happen for a few minutes. Imagining that scenario and all the damage that it can do and then asking yourself if it's really as scary as your fear is telling you it is. And then pitting all that against all you stand to gain if you push your fear away and keep moving forward. This strategy really works for me and it has saved me so many times. When I was pursuing my masters, I was barely keeping it together. I was having a really hard time keeping up with my fellow students and the stress was getting to be too much. And then one of the professors uh, asked me this one question. If you fail, what is the worst thing that will happen to you? This put 
everything in perspective. I didn't fail, <laughs> but failing would have simply meant retaking certain exams and doing some, I think, low-paying part-time job in the interim. Not such a big deal after all. But had I not had this moment of realization, I would have carried around all that stress with me and I probably would have failed. And sure, maybe some of you are afraid of something bigger, you know, bigger than failing in an exam. But be it debt, public humiliation, physical injury, emotional or mental breakdown, if you invest a little time in some research, you'll find that there is someone out there who has risked all that, faced all that, and triumphed. Someone else in the world had it worse than you did and still managed to fight and win. They didn't allow fear to keep them from their greatness. So really, nothing is insurmountable. Remember that when you consider your worst case scenario. Now think about the best that can happen if you move past your fear. Think about everything that you stand to gain. And make sure to give that vision as much space in your head as you've allotted to the worst case scenario. The next step I will recommend is that you be very, very clear about your goal. Begin with the end in mind. People without safety gear, without any training, run into burning buildings if they find out that their loved ones are stuck inside the building. No fear gets in the way because what they're fighting for is so much bigger than any fear. It's bigger than their own need for safety or survival. So one of the best ways to keep fear from taking over is to be very, very clear on your why, your motivations. When you really, to your core, understand the importance of what you're pursuing, how it will alter the fabric of your life, who you stand to become once you cross the finish line, nothing will stop you. All those people who have made the world a better, more interesting place, the men and women behind the biographies we read and reread, that we draw inspiration from, they were all driven by their passions and their convictions. That's what gave them strength to keep going. In fact, they took hit after hit but never gave in to their fear. So just be very clear about your goal, about what's driving you and what your motivations are. Step number four I will recommend is that you learn to value pain and failure. When we venture into something unknown, something unfamiliar, we feel fear because we don't want to experience pain, be it Pain of rejection, of failure, humiliation, mockery, abandonment, or uh, even physical injury. We don't want to risk that pain. We don't want to experience that pain. But the problem is that if you go through life avoiding all of those risks, avoiding all of those experiences, you will never so much as scratch the surface of your potential. You'll never find out what you're really capable of. In fact, you will throughout your life exist in a bubble and the world with everything it has to offer will never even register with you. And that would be such a tragedy, more of a tragedy than any amount of pain that you may invite were you to take those risks. Let's think about it for a second. Whenever we need to remind ourselves of our strength and fortitude, we always think about the obstacles and the challenges that we have overcome. We never think about the good days or the or victories we've had when we need a reminder of our capabilities. It's always the failures we have overcome. They are the ones that act as our motivation. 
every disappointment, every humiliation builds your character like no achievement ever could. In fact, it's the nights we spend lying on the bathroom floor, feeling inadequate and limited, making friends with the rock bottom that light the fire to be better, to do better. All the creations in the world that we take such joy in were created by failures or uh, they were created by people who must have at some point in their life labeled themselves as failures. Seriously, if you invest a little time and research into learning their backstories, you will find out that every successful person in the world failed at some point in their journey and that failure acted as the real motivation that led them to their success. Steve Jobs was fired from a company he created when he was 30 years old. And in an interview later, here's what he shared about that event. I didn't see it then, but it turned out that getting fired from Apple was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. The heaviness of being successful was replaced by the lightness of being a beginner again, less sure about everything. It freed me to enter one of the most creative periods of my life. Walt Disney's first cartoon business went bankrupt, but the bankruptcy gave him the freedom to start over and led to the creation of Mickey Mouse and Snow White. Oprah Winfrey was dismissed because she was deemed unfit for television. And she refers to that period as the greatest growing period of her adult life. It's as Theodore Roosevelt said, never throughout history has a man who lived a life of ease left a name worth remembering. So don't make decisions mired in the fear of failure. Focus on the goal. Focus on all you stand to become if you succeed. And if failure comes your way, treat it with respect and reassure yourself with the knowledge that you failed pursuing something of value and process that failure with the mindset of a learner, turning it into an opportunity of growth and learning. Which brings me to the next point. As you face fear, maintain the mindset of a learner of a work in progress. Hope for nothing but growth. Assume the persona of a student and seek only to learn. That is one of the most effective ways to manage fear. And if you have failed, if you are operating from that place of uncertainty, well, put your learning cap on and investigate the failure itself. Review the strategy employed, the methods used, and even the goal itself, perhaps. The best way to keep fear at bay is to keep your energy and your focus drained on something tangible and something constructive. One of the reasons we are so afraid of failure is because we are afraid the world will laugh at us. But none of that will matter if you yourself choose to operate from a place of humility and admit how little you know. A student cannot be mocked for being in the process of learning. Another thing that will help with this is if you put in your 10,000 hours. Even the fiercest warriors before they go into battle work out a strategy, practice their moves, and wear their best armor. And that's exactly what we need to do to manage our fear and show up with more confidence. Because frankly, sometimes our sense of inadequacy, our insecurities are actually justified. But if that's the case, then really all we need to do is work on supportive resources, be it our skill set or our knowledge base or just gain some relevant experience. So when you feel fear, hone your skill, your talent, put in your 10,000 hours and your confidence will simply grow with each bit of practice. With every new venture, no matter the field you choose, there is always a great deal to be learned and nobody expects you to win on your first try. 
you are supposed to suck, pay your dues and put in the time. Because there is really no such thing as an overnight success. In fact, Malcolm Gladwell's Outliers uh, explains that concept at great length. If you read that book, you will find out that most successful individuals in the world had to put in their 10,000 hours slogging away before they were good enough to be even considered for the job. So if you are battling with fear, ask yourself, have you put in your 10,000 hours yet? If not, then what are you afraid of? Your talent is in the process. Just let it grow. Step number seven I will recommend is that you have a plan B. See, fear is not always rational. Yes, it's an instinct that keeps us safe, but a lot of the times fear is rooted in uncertainty and self-doubt. In scenarios like that, it helps if we have a backup plan, something to fall back on. So you don't have to go all in. If you want to do something risky, you can do it in a way that doesn't jeopardize the other areas of your life. Find a middle ground, approach it gently, and just develop a plan B. We are all wired differently. Some of us thrive under pressure and some of us develop an ulcer, insomnia and start to display signs of lunacy when we are pushed into unknown, unfamiliar territories. So find out what works well for you. If you are a play it safe kind of person, then having a plan B is just what you need. But it has to be a plan B that plays well with your fears and your anxieties. And once you have that in place, it will take away a lot of the fear because you know you have something to fall back on. And once that risk has been reduced to a manageable level, the fear will be manageable too. Step number eight, surround yourself with positivity. The world is full of people who change their destiny with sheer grit and determination. People who were destined to live an ordinary life, but they disregarded their circumstances and dared to dream. Read their stories. Read about these people who have overcome and survived impossible situations. Draw inspiration from that. Use those stories to remind yourself of the sheer possibilities if you are just willing to do the work and get past your fear. Listen to music that fires you up. Surround yourself with the believers of the world. People on a path of creativity and innovation. People who have a positive and optimistic outlook. Because as Tony Robbins said, proximity is power. If you want to have an extraordinary life, surround yourself with people who make you better. And if you don't have access to such individuals, use books, podcasts, interviews, and follow people like that, people you admire and respect, people who inspire you on Instagram. Apart from these eight steps, I will also recommend that you just take things easy. If you are afraid, move slowly. Sometimes that really helps. Tiny progress is still progress. So instead of trying to jump and paralyzing yourself in the process, it's better that you take tiny manageable steps. And also have a few rescue rituals like breathing exercises, visualization, which is very effective, especially if you visualize positive outcomes. And I'll also share with you what I usually say to myself when I'm feeling a lot of fear a lot of anxiety and it's starting to get in the way of my progress don't take yourself so seriously it's just life relax and that may sound like very insensitive advice to some of you but sometimes that's really all we need to do put aside that fear laugh a little more and tell ourselves to quit being so dramatic because as i said during the episode 
someone out there is going through something much worse and probably laughing through it, as I like to believe. You are really just one little being in a ginormous universe. The things that happen to you that you take so seriously, your story, it's just one story in a gajillion stories. And if yours is a tale of fear and caution, it's probably not even all that interesting. <laughs> so, so quit taking yourself and all that happens to you so seriously. Put on that bikini. If someone is idiotic enough to laugh at your body, let them. Tell that person you've been fantasizing about that you like them. If they turn you down, you can cry a little, work through your emotions and move on. Get on that stage and give that speech. Maybe your voice will fail you but you'll still be ahead of the person who couldn't even show up for the performance. Nothing in the world is as scary as that fear would have us believe. So just calm down, take a deep breath, and know that nothing is insurmountable. Every day we have a shot and a new beginning. So whatever happens today, we get to leave it behind as done and dusted. So just remember that an encounter with fear can play out in two different ways. Either you give in to it, and allow it to keep you small, which is a comfortable place to be. But for the rest of your life, you will carry with you an ache in your soul for all the possibilities you turned away from. You'll feel the pain of frustrated hope and all that you could have been if you had just had a little courage. And it will hurt you to watch others soar, knowing that you chopped off your own wings. Or you work through that fear knowing that the people who go out there and do the things they love don't do it without fear. We are all afraid. So you simply have to decide whether your love for your goals, its call to your soul is stronger than your fear or not. It all comes down to a choice really. So make the right one. That's it for today. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed creating it. Now I'll be back next week. Till then, please do take care of yourself. Thank you.